Welcome, welcome to the Fiona Podcast, a podcast by me where I hope to connect with people from all walks of life to talk about life. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to follow me on Instagram at F-Y-E-O-N-A underscore because this week's theme is boundaries and I have some really great gems that I want to share with you, so don't miss out. But on this podcast episode, we're going to talk about the boundary of rest because I know and see way too many people sacrificing their rest and energy for the sake of success that doesn't even make them happy. I know this because I used to be one of those people and now it is an intentional step and journey that I'm taking to protect my rest. Rest is a boundary and that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Okay, so we're just going to dive right in because I want to practice posting shorter podcasts so that it's more accessible and desirable for listeners to listen. But on this episode, we're talking about rest as a boundary for success. And like all boundaries, you need to respect it and plan for it to be challenged. When it comes to rest, it becomes easier when you know that there is time to rest. Coming into the practice of rest isn't always easy. I acknowledge that. I know that firsthand. That's why I'm talking about it. Now, the reasons for rest not being easy varies person to person. I know for me and those that I'm often around, I notice that rest is unsettling when you are ambitious. When you're ambitious, it's kind of foreign to think about rest because you are constantly thinking of the next best thing to do or the next way to grow and evolve. Rest is also unsettling if you grow up in a family that didn't always have it together or still doesn't have it all together. Rest is foreign because you feel like there is always a need for something to be done or something has to get done in order to change your circumstances. Rest is also unsettling because social media makes it delusional. Social media feeds us the success of people, and we don't know or see the struggle. I don't see anybody courageously posting a selfie of their struggle, and if they do, we cringe or we gaslight them or we just keep scrolling. Struggle doesn't get likes on social media. Success does. So when we live in a delusional platform that feeds us constant success and makes it look like instant gratification is very accessible and realistic. It leaves us on the other side of our phone screen thinking and experiencing reality disappointed. We often think to ourselves, I can't afford to rest because I haven't done anything successful. Coming on here and talking about rest as a boundary is something that I am very much so excited to do, but also intentional about doing. Rest is divinely written for us to indulge in, and it is what I've discovered in my own journey that has led me to a meaningful, fulfilled lifestyle. I want to share the practice of rest with you because if I didn't learn this, I would still be in a show cold with my depression. If I didn't learn this, I would still be in a chokehold with my inadequacies. I would still be in a chokehold with that grind and hustle mentality. 
And those chokeholds would have eventually killed me, not physically, most definitely spiritually. So I still consider myself to be ambitious. That has not changed. I'm still driven. I am still dreaming big, but I desire efficiency as my means of success. And efficiency means efficiency is defined as not wasting energy. A lot of people are out here being busy, doing a lot of things, yet going nowhere. If I'm going to be doing things, I want them to be taking me somewhere, taking me to the next step, elevating me. I'm walking on this journey of healing, and I'm not running, which is intentional. I'm walking on this journey because it is a long one. It is one for the rest of my life. And if you're going to be doing something for the rest of your life, best believe you're going to need to rest. I'm walking on this journey and I am extremely protective of my energy. And that is why I claim rest as a boundary. Greatness requires boundaries. Your energy is your greatest asset. Protecting it from people and things is a necessity. Do not sacrifice your rest. I need you to change your mindset, to shift your mindset, to think of rest as a way of restoring your energy. And in return, it allows you to perform better. Now, this idea of rest being synonymous with being lazy or unproductive is not true. That is what you're shifting your mindset from. Rest is productive. A washdown example of this is a coach benching their best player for the championship game. They're choosing to protect the energy and talents of their player for when it really matters. I want you to do the same thing with your own life. You need to protect your energy and your talents for what really matters to you. Not everything deserves your attention and time. You need to choose what matters to you, what matters to you, and then give that your time and energy. This will start to eliminate the things that just keep you busy to keep you busy. Resting your mind, resting your body, resting your spirit is probably one of the most productive and powerful things that you can do for yourself, especially if you want to become a more radiant version of yourself. Radiance requires a rested spirit. This is going to be a weird flip of the script because this is not what we are used to. It's not what I was used to, but this is exactly why it's priceless advice. This is why I consider this a gem. It's hard for people to buy into the idea that doing nothing is actually something because we are so consumed by materials and driven by instant gratification. So the concept, when we come up against the concept of rest, we often overlook it and misunderstand it because we consider it to be lazy or we consider it to be unproductive or not worth our time. When, when in actuality, resting is productive. I remember when I was introduced to this idea of rest being productive. I was mind blown and so excited at the same time. I felt like I was finally in on a big secret because it instantly settled a lot of things for me. 
for instance, I got really excited about the fact that I always knew deep down in my soul that I should be able to be taking naps guilt-free. In fact, once I discovered that rest is productive, I realized that napping or being still, resting, is what's best for me. Of course, rest is more than just napping. Again, this is why I have hashtag Be Still Sundays on my Instagram to talk about the different ways that you can rest. But anyways, I've read about this. I've read about rest being productive. I study this and there are researchers and experts who have already studied this in the field of psychology and have confirmed through their studies that resting, being lazy, is actually extremely productive. Now, of course, like anything, there's a fine line of excessive laziness versus a healthy practice of laziness. How I've come to balance this out is that your body, especially your mind, needs a break in order to produce brilliance. This is often the conclusion of a lot of the studies. If you rest your mind, similar to the coach and the player analogy, But by resting your mind and not always exerting your energy on mindless tasks or unnecessary tasks, you preserve your energy for when it really matters. And when it does matter, you're able to exert more time, exert more energy, and produce higher quality work. I care so much about this because we live in a society that promotes the grind. It's literally like a trend, it's a culture now. We're in society that promotes this hustler mentality and that is what's respected and that is what's over glorified. And that's why it makes it harder to shift your mindset to honor rest because overextending yourself at work or in your hustle is admired. Overextending yourself is applauded. Overextending yourself is got disguised as humility. It's disguised as success. It's disguised as being the best and hardest worker. But in reality, it's unsustainable. It's toxic. And don't get me wrong, I definitely think there are seasons in your life where the grind is required and where having that hustler mentality keeps you motivated and ensures that you get the job done. But even the toughest hustlers break. We're supposed to manage our work and not have our work manage us. And right now, I see a lot of work managing us, not us managing our work. And that is why we need to flip the script. Some examples of the glorified hustle is stardom. This is one that has always been with me as a little girl, um, watching celebrities, make it to the top and then all of a sudden crash or watching any celebrities documentary, uh, you see that they grind, 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 make it to the top. And then somewhere along the way, they have an emotional breakdown on camera or they're talking and sharing when they had a crazy emotional breakdown. And by crazy, I mean like excessive, not that they're crazy. Um, Breaking down does not make you crazy. It's just a huge red flag for you to stop. But um, yeah, you see them grind, 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 make it to the top, and then have a very emotional breakdown. And they tend to admit that they got lost in the distraction of success. 
and they and to admit that rest became less and less of a priority because they became addicted to working so hard or striving so hard or being so ambitious that eventually they crashed because their bodies, their mental, their physical couldn't keep up with it. It got to the point that they either snapped or they broke down and all of a sudden they didn't recognize who they were becoming because they became their work. Work was managing them, they, wasn't, they weren't managing their work. We see this very often and we know it and yet we still succumb to the pressure of work, 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 work. Another, another example of this is one that hits closer to home, literally, but I've seen this generationally, especially in the black community. We constantly are playing catch up. So we live behind the lines of working twice as hard to make half of what the white man can take. That's a quote that you probably have heard, whether you're black, white, brown, whatever. But essentially what I'm getting at is I used to be inspired by that quote in a toxic way. Like it didn't feel right. I know it wasn't right but I still took pride in having to work twice as hard to get and accomplish the things that I've accomplished. That's toxic because that's confusing because I was glorifying something that is abusive. I see this in my own family, especially Caribbean families when it comes to sacrifice. Caribbean families and sacrifice go hand in hand. May God free us from those chapels one day. <laughs> Anyways, but sacrifice isn't always sexy, but we uplift the sacrifices that our parents and our grandparents made in a way that makes us copy and paste those same habits without thinking. There's a difference that we need to distinguish when it comes to sacrifice. I respect, I wholeheartedly respect, and I am grateful for the sacrifices that were made before me, but by no means do I want to replicate them. I'll have to do another podcast on sacrifice, but to get into this or to make my point, I mentioned sacrifice because it comes up when we think about rest. We often sacrifice our rest in order to get something done. That's a red flag. And I say this with love because this is what we gain on our journey. But if you are sacrificing your rest, you need to either tighten up your boundaries or your time management. In order to value rest, I had to question the sacrifices I've made and the sacrifices I have seen others make. I had to question, were those sacrifices really the right ingredients for success? Yes, sacrifice can bring success, but were those the right ingredients for success? I started to recognize this pattern with sacrifice. And what I saw was that I was used to making and seeing other people sacrifice things that eventually maybe did bring them up. Or rather, let me run this back. I started to see that things that were sacrificed did bring success, but eventually they also brought stress that ultimately led to destruction. So I began to wonder even more if sacrifices were our own way of regaining control over a situation. Because if we look at sacrifice as something 
or if we look at sacrifice as a red flag, if we look at sacrifice telling us, if you have to all of a sudden come up against the choice of, man, I have to sacrifice this, before you do that, are there other areas in your life that you need to tighten up your boundaries? And do you need to tighten up your time management or just how you're managing your workload so that rest, something that is actually required, isn't sacrificed? I wondered if sacrifices were our ways of cutting corners because we couldn't be patient anymore. Patience isn't a natural reflex. So to sacrifice sometimes, just like, you know, there's no other way to get to it or it'll take too long if we have to wait for it. These are all the type of questions I have to start to think about and apply to situations that eventually ended in quote unquote success, but also came with the baggage of stress. Sometimes I think success, I mean, excuse me, sometimes I think sacrifice is disguised as heroism because it helps us reach a destination that maybe we shouldn't have even been rushing to. My parents being faithful in their sacrifices is ironic because the essence of faith requires patience. I hope you can follow. Taking matters into your own hands and calling it sacrifice is not spiritual validation. I often hear stories that coincides success as having to move heaven and earth. I keep saying success, <laughs> totally meant sacrifice. I often hear stories talking about sacrifice coinciding with having to move heaven and earth in order to achieve success. Very well. But, but when you understand that faith is standing in the storm, waiting and trusting for God to move heaven and earth, not for you to move heaven and earth, then you no longer can use sacrifice as a reason or as a excuse to get things done. I think the biggest problem sometimes or the biggest challenge is being patient enough for our results. That's why I'm walking in this journey. There's no need for me to run. Because if I'm running, it's like there's going to necessit there's going to be this rush surrounding me, this instant need or this, why isn't it happening yet? But if I'm walking, I'm taking it step by step, I'm learning how to be patient. I'm learning how to wait for the right time. I'm learning how to wait for my turn as I also learn 
what I need to keep it when my time comes. Sacrifice has many layers. And that's why I don't believe it's supposed to be a regular habit in our routines. The sacrifices, the sacrifices my family has made for my sake, for my future, on the surface, look beautiful and accomplished. And they are, they are, you know, beautiful. I do appreciate them. But it still coexists with the fact that they've shamed me to death. It's chained me to guilt. It's chained me to emotional labor. Sacrifice isn't always sexy. And you know, I'm grateful, most certainly grateful. And all these things are reversible. So I'm not, I'm not fully drowning. That sometimes the sacrifices our families make with the intention of giving us a clean state or a better future actually leaves us in a more stressful situation. And both of those both of those truths can exist. Some of the toxic culture around rest is the guilt surrounding it. Feeling guilty while resting is sometimes thinking, I don't have time to waste because I got to finish my parents' race so then I can start my own. I mention this because having parents who sacrificed out of love, out of desperation, out of weighing all the options, out of hope, out of what I know to be sacrificed for the betterment of uh, future life is sometimes actually more stressful. And that's not meant to be a low blow. If anything, that's two truths coexisting in love. I'd be a fool not to respect their sacrifice, but I'd also be a fool not to acknowledge the consequences of their sacrifices, both good and bad. This isn't a podcast of ingratitude. This is healing. Healing is naming the hard truths so that we can break through them and undo unnecessary patterns. In fact, I want to use this moment to thank my mom, to thank my dad, to thank my brother, and to thank anybody who is involved with my journey and who has made a sacrifice to advance mine. I believe and I understand that the sacrifices they made is them doing what they thought to be best. And because of their sacrifices, I've been able to go to school. I've been able to go to college twice. And now I have access to knowledge to think critically. Every great inventor had to think critically and they had to think differently. And as the inventor of my future, I have to critically assess the decisions that cultivated my current conditions because that's how I will start to understand who I am. And that's how I can take back the responsibility of creating my own future. These are gems 
in the quest to freedom. If you blindly go towards the path of success out of sorrow or off the energy that you have to make up for your loved one's sacrifices, you're blindly running with the tunnel vision that you inherited from your parents. The greatest gift you can give not only yourself, but your loved ones is to take a minute and think differently. Greatness is not copy and pasted. Greatness is created. And the definition of creation is to bring into existence. Therefore, the creation of your greatness relies on you doing something different. I don't think you have to throw it all away. I truly don't. There's a wisdom and a love that I've inherited from the older generations and mentors who have been crucial to my existence, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. But there comes a point in life where you have to ask yourself, what are you going to do differently? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting something different. It's a universal crisis that we're all trapped in. The culture of copy and paste, the culture that refuses to rest, the idea that if I do something that somebody else has already done, then that means I can achieve the same success. The idea of if I walk like them, talk like them, grind like them, look like them, then success is a given. This is all deceiving. And it all excuses us and forces us to bypass making our own mistakes, to bypass us learning through some of the tough lessons. And it's often a recipe that will blow up in our faces. When you accept, when you accept that resting and choosing differently gives you time and gives you more energy. You give yourself more grace and patience to walk into your greatness, to walk into your success, to walk through your journey of healing because there is no need to run. This hustler mentality becomes a tragic life lesson when you grind so blindly that you don't even know why. Dr. Monroe said it best. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. I don't yet understand the depths of a parent's love, but it's heart-wrenching to see a marriage on the back burner and call it sacrifice. It's devastating to witness life with no spirit because of sacrifice. It's complicated when you realize that sacrifice keeps a receipt that doesn't reveal itself till the future. And it leaves you damned if you don't pay it back. You're not ungrateful for realizing this. I realized this because I was tired. I was tired at the start of my adulthood when it should have been a start. This is when I realized that resting in faith 
would be the only way for me to salvage the odds handed to me. It's important to take time to rest. And it's important to change your mindset from avoiding rest to requiring that you rest. Because after all, rest is a boundary and it is a key to success. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Fiona podcast, a podcast by me for the people who want to live a life according to their purpose. Here I get to share pieces of me that have shaped me into the beautiful, God-fearing Black queen that I love to be daily. And I look forward to having conversations with all of you that inspire us to discover our God-given spirit. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at F-Y-E-O-N-A underscore as we go deeper into the journey of healing. Here at Fiona, we're all about becoming and being women who radiate and elevate. Thanks so much for showing me love and talk to you all soon.